The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. It's Monday, Monday. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Monday, February 12, 2024, Monday of the sixth week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's a liturgical year B, cycle two. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the Rosary. Our saint today is Saint Julian the Hospitaller. Reported in the Golden Legend in the fourth century, Julian slew his noble parents in a case of mistaken identity. He believed his wife was with another man and struck them both. His wife returned home from church soon after. In penance, Julian and his wife went to Rome. They returned after receiving absolution, and Julian built an inn and a hospital for the poor. He even put a leper into his own bed. That leper was an angel. St. Julian the Hospitaller is the patron saint of boatmen, innkeepers, and travelers. St. Julian the Hospitaller, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. O my Lord and my God, I offer to you this day and forever my body, my soul, and my heart with all of their works, powers, and affections in the spirit of contrition and atonement, in the spirit of adoration and thanksgiving, in the spirit of faith, hope, and charity. I lay my past, my present, and my future at your feet, and I pray that I may accomplish your will during every moment of my mortal life and rejoice in your love for my whole eternity. Through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, with whose prayers, labors, and sufferings, I beseech you to unite and sanctify mine. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray that those with a terminal illness and their families receive the necessary physical and spiritual care and accompaniment. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the Day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. So we are in the Gospel of St. Mark today, in a section in which the Lord performs quite a few miracles. Like when he feeds the 5,000 people at, a, at the drop of a hat, and then he casually walks on the water on the way to Bethsaida. And then he heals a few sick people. He takes care of that Syrophoenician woman and her daughter, who had been tormented by an evil spirit. Then there's a deaf man, and uh, he feeds more crowds with food. So... Well, the Pharisees are watching all this, and uh, they see that this is uh, making him quite popular. These miracles are not just convenient cures. They're not just like professional health care at low cost. They're really changing hearts. And as they see these signs of credibility, people are changing. They're beginning to believe in Jesus. Because if you see someone cured so instantaneously or a deaf person with slurred speech who has a hard time to understand 
And now that person suddenly is speaking clearly and distinctly with this new and golden voice. Well, you're going to realize that you know, Jesus must have a unique power. And it was not a stretch for a skeptic to rethink his own skepticism in front of these things. To admit that Jesus was doing something, well, quite unparalleled. Something that could indicate that it would come from a divine, divine source. And so this, no doubt, was what normal people were talking about when they saw all these things with their own eyes. Or even when they heard about it from other families. And you and I, too would be taken aback, I think, unless you're a Pharisee. When they saw this, or heard about it, eh, they started to argue amongst themselves. And it would have been a heated debate. Some would quote some obscure passage from Scripture. Others would look at their biblical commentaries. Others thought that he was using the devil to do this. And, well, maybe some thought there was something to him. But the debate was on. And I'm sure it was not pretty. So imagine after seeing all these signs, they still themselves actually ask again for a sign. That's what we hear in today's gospel. They ask him for a sign. They demand that the Lord will just like pull one out of his pocket. And with that, they will decide for themselves. They're kind of saying, like, do another sign. Do something else. Of course, Jesus could see that their hearts were hardened. They were like, Hearts that were impenetrable. They made these hostile demands of our Lord to kind of prove his claims. So I think Jesus was really affected by all this hostility. He sighed from the very depths of his spirit. And he said, why does this generation seek a sign? He sighed. It was like an expression of deep pain. It was like, the opposite of indifference. He was truly pained by their hardness of heart. He had this sigh, a clenched fist, a furrowed brow, the shaking of his head. He could see that they were using all their ingenuity to kind of obscure their minds you know, in front of the brightness of the word of God and, and the works of God. He saw this hardness of hearts. This inner refusal, this kind of digging in of their heels. This big, rotund, no, we're not going to believe. So naturally, well, of course, I mean, in front of that, he's going to refuse to provide a miracle on demand, as though he were some kind of, like, magician. So if what they had already seen did not convince them, and all those other miracles, well, then nothing would. Really, their opposition was really quite moral. It was like a spiritual opposition. And there were clearly layers of pride there, a kind of unwillingness to believe. And this really saddened the Lord Jesus. And so we can ask in our prayer today, what does it really mean to have a hard heart? Maybe we think that, well, we would never make such demands of Jesus. We would never be like these terrible Pharisees. We would have believed, you know, like in all the miracles, uh, just hearing his words and dogma. Oh, yeah, I would really believe. I would never be like those crazy, mean Pharisees. But is this really true? Maybe we too are actually missing the signs of a hard heart right now in our own life. Maybe I too am missing the signs. You know, 
They say people walk around for quite a while feeling tired, low energy. They have maybe this pain in their arm. And they don't realize they're actually having a heart attack. They don't see that their heart muscles have kind of been thickened. So they figure that their breathlessness is pretty normal. After going up, you know, the small flight of stairs, or they cough while they're lying down, or they have this fatigue, or I don't know, chest issues, or the swelling of the legs. And, you know, clinically, they say that all those things are signs of cardiomyopathy, like the thickening of the heart. It's literally like the heart muscles are like thick, and the heart like has trouble pumping blood to the rest of the body. Naturally, those are symptoms And you'd have to get yourself checked out by a doctor right away. But the hardness of a heart that is in the Pharisees and that you and I might be experiencing, well, that's something kind of similar but different. It has to do more with our capacity to love, our openness to God's plans, our readiness to sacrifice, our own simplicity, our humility. Maybe there are a lot of things that one could fit into this spiritual disease we call the hardness of the heart. I mean, we live day to day, bringing with us that that hardened heart of ours that we we bring into the the grocery store, to work, to church, even to our relationships. As we allow its evidence to slip off our tongues or stew in our thoughts, like when we're moody. And often that hardness of heart, we don't even realize it, that we have the symptoms of, a, of having a hard heart. Lord, I ask you, Jesus, help me to pick up the signs, lest I become like one of those Pharisees. If we could see the signs on our spiritual radar. I mean, when you think about it, our physical heart is pretty impressive what it can do. It's like a human engine of sorts, It disperses life flow from the very first moment of our conception until the very last moment in which we breathe our last breath. And it sends blood throughout the body in an amazingly organized manner. It impacts right down to our tiptoes and and our fingers. So if we were to not have blood circulating, circulating, like we'd be dead. And St. Paul makes this connection, underlining that it is so essential that we believe honestly with our heart and that without it, we cannot actually be saved. Like he says in his letter to the Romans, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe, he says, in your heart that God raised him from the dead, well, you will be saved. You will be saved. It has to do with your heart. And indeed, our Lord himself quotes from Isaiah about the callousness of a heart. For this people has grown callous. Their ears are dull of hearing. This people's heart has grown callous. And he says, he says, they hear with their ears, they understand with their heart that I should heal them. So we have a hard heart when we refuse to understand God's plan. When we're not open to supernatural vision, when you know when we experience failure or injury, sometimes we just demand that everything goes smoothly, and we could get very frustrated, even angry with God. We demand a smoother ride, but isn't that a sign of a hard heart? 
Maybe now you want your marriage to go much smoother. You want your spouse to go like, like, you know, to be much better in this or in that. And maybe they're just like turmoil sometimes. Maybe those problems at home or, or with your kids have made you bitter, have made you anger or sad or even obsessive. Couldn't that maybe be a sign of a hard heart? You know, one of the clearest signs of a hard heart is when we entertain bitterness or we entertain resentment due to the hurt caused by others. And maybe our imagination goes wild. We see ourselves as victims. We end up grumpy. We are annoyed. Why me? Just like a person with cholesterol will notice how he's out of breath when he's going up the stairs. You know, we too must notice an edge, like a kind of a negativity, a critical spirit, like in our conversations or just in our head. These are warning signs. You know, if we allow that inner chatter or that inner complaint to go on. I suppose I could give you other examples, but I'll just quote to you a, a passage from Furrow in a chapter called The Heart. I quote to here to you here number 800 in Furrow. He says, Don't doubt it. The heart has been created to love. Let us therefore bring our Lord Jesus Christ into all the love that we feel. Otherwise, the empty heart takes revenge and fills itself up with the most despicable vileness. Hey, let's imagine that. Lord, I don't want to have a hard heart. We ask our Blessed Mother hey, to refine it, hey, fine-tune it for love. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this time of prayer. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Well, if you're looking for more of 10 Minutes with Jesus, look no more because you'll find it at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. This day of prayer begins in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek, and we join the whole church in prayer now as we begin the liturgical day, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and, and my, my mouth will, will proclaim your praise. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. 
He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant, the Lord, the valiant in war. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, he is the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord.
down and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. Bow down and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your justice, set me free. Hear me and speedily rescue me. Be a rock of refuge for me, a mighty stronghold to save me. For you are my rock, my stronghold. For your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Release me from the snares they have hidden, for you are my refuge, Lord. Into your hands I commend my spirit. It is you who will redeem me, Lord. O God of truth, you detest those who worship false and empty gods. As for me, I trust in the Lord. Let me be glad and rejoice in your love. You who have seen my affliction and taken heed of my soul's distress have not handed me over to the enemy, but set my feet at large. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Bow down down and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am in distress. Tears have wasted my eyes, my throat, and my heart, for my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighs. Affliction has broken down my strength and my bones waste away. In the face of all my foes, I am a reproach, an object of scorn to my neighbors and of fear to my friends. Those who see me in the street run far away from me. I am like a dead man, forgotten, like a thing thrown away. I have heard the slander of the crowd. Fear is all around me as they plot together against me, as they plan to take my life. But as for me, I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. My life is in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of those who hate me. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your love. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. How great is the goodness, Lord, that you keep for those who fear you, that you show to those who trust you in the sight of men. You hide them in the shelter of your presence from the plotting of men. You keep them safe within your tent from disputing tongues. Blessed be the Lord, who has shown me the wonders of his love in a fortified city. I am far removed from your sight, I said in my alarm. Yet you heard the voice of my plea when I cried for help. Love the Lord, all you saints. He guards his faithful, but the Lord will repay to the full 
those who act with pride. Be strong. Let your heart take courage, all who hope in the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. God of kindness and truth, you saved your chosen one, Jesus Christ, and you gave your martyr's strength. Watch over your people who come to you here and strengthen the hearts of those who hope in you, that they may proclaim your saving acts of kindness in the eternal city. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. Guide me in the way of your truth and teach me, for you are my saving God. From the book of Proverbs. My son, forget not my teaching. Keep in mind my commands. For many days and years of life and peace will they bring you. Let not kindness and fidelity leave you. Bind them around your neck. Then you will win favor and good esteem before God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. On your own intelligence rely not. In all your ways be mindful of him, and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. This will mean health for your flesh and vigor for your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with first fruits of all your produce. Then will your barns be filled with grain, with new wine your vats will overflow. The discipline of the Lord, my son, disdain not, spurn not his reproof. For when the Lord loves, he reproves, and he chastises the son he favors. Happy the man who finds wisdom, the man who gains understanding. For her profit is better than profit in silver, and better than gold is her revenue. She is more precious than corals, and none of your choice possessions can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand, and her left are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who grasp her, and he is happy who holds her fast. The Lord, by wisdom, founded the earth, established the heavens by understanding. By his knowledge, the depths break open and the clouds drop down dew. The word of the Lord. Do not resent the Lord's correction and take no offense when he rebukes you. For For those whom he loves, the Lord reproves. Just Just as as a father father chastises chastises a favorite son. God is treating you as his sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? For For those whom he loves, the Lord reproves. Just as a father chastises a favorite son. A reading from a sermon by St. Bernard, Abbot. Let us work for the food which does not perish, our salvation. Let us work in the vineyard of the Lord to earn our daily wage in the wisdom which says, Those who work in me will not sin. Christ tells us the field is the world. 
Let us work in it and dig up wisdom, its hidden treasure, a treasure we all look for and want to obtain. If you are looking for it, really look. Be converted and come. Converted from what? From your own willfulness. But you may say, If I do not find wisdom in my own will, where shall I find it? My soul eagerly desires it, and I will not be satisfied when I find it, if it is not a generous amount, a full measure overflowing into my hands. You are right, for blessed is the man who finds wisdom and is full of prudence. Look for wisdom while it can still be found. Call for it while it is near. Do you want to know how near it is? The word is near you, in your heart and on your lips, provided that you seek it honestly. Insofar as you find wisdom in your heart, prudence will flow from your lips. But be careful it flows from and not away from them, or that you do not vomit it up. If you have found wisdom, you have found honey. But do not eat so much that you become too full and bring it all up. Eat so that you are always hungry. Wisdom says, Those who eat me continue to hunger. Do not think you have too much of it, but do not eat too much, or you will throw it up. If you do, what you seem to have will be taken away from you, because you gave up searching too soon. While wisdom is near, and while it can be found, look for it, and ask for its help. Solomon says, A man who eats too much honey does himself no good. Similarly, the man who seeks his own glorification will be crushed by that same renown. Happy is the man who has found wisdom. Even more happy is the man who lives in wisdom, for he perceives its abundance. There are three ways for wisdom or prudence to abound in you. If you confess your sins, if you give thanks and praise, and if your speech is edifying. Man believes with his heart, and so he is justified. He confesses with his lips, and so he is saved. In the beginning of his speech, the just man is his own accuser. Next, he gives glory to God. And thirdly, if his wisdom extends that far, he edifies his neighbor. I have loved wisdom more than health or beauty, and I preferred her more than the light of day. All good things came to me in her company. From my youth I have loved wisdom and sought her, and I became enamored of her beauty. All good things came to me in her company. Let us pray. O God, who teach us that you abide in hearts that are just and true, grant that we may be so fashioned by your grace as to become a dwelling place pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. The Lord warns against looking for signs. It's in today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Monday, February 12, 2024, Monday of the sixth week in Ordinary Time. 
I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, don't be so quick to say, Lord, send me a sign. It's from the eighth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. The Pharisees came and began to argue with him, seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. He sighed deeply in his spirit. Why does this generation seek a sign? Truly, I say to you, no sign shall be given to this generation. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, when you give something to the Lord, you'd better make sure that it's a sacrifice, not your surplus. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. The book of Genesis tells us that Abel offered to God the first fruits of his endeavor and the finest of his cattle. His offering was pleasing to God in contrast with his brothers. Cain did not offer the best of his harvest. Abel was just, that is to say, holy and pious. It is not the inherent objective quality of Abel's offering that makes it better. It is his dedication and generosity, his intention. So God looked favorably on the victims Abel sacrificed, and according to an ancient Jewish tradition, perhaps sent down fire to consume them as a sign of his acceptance. In our lives, too, we have to offer the best we have to God. We have to present the offering of Abel, not that of Cain. We are to give God the best of our time, our goods, our life. We cannot give him the worst, what is surplus to our requirements, what makes no real demand on us, or what is left over and we don't need. The whole of our life is for God, and that includes the best years of it. Everything we have is for God. But when we want to make an offering, let us use the most precious things just as we would do in making a gift to a fellow creature we hold in great esteem. Man is not just a body or merely a soul. He is composed of both matter and spirit and needs to show his faith and his love of God in external visible acts. How pitiful are those who seem to have time for everything except for God, for talking to him in prayer or for a visit to the Blessed Sacrament that takes no more than a few minutes. Pitiful, too, are those who have money enough for so many things but are so parsimonious when it comes to expenditure on God or on other people. Giving always dignifies the heart of the giver and ennobles it. Meanness becomes ingrained and leads to an envious soul like that of Cain. He could not bear the generosity of Abel. We should offer the Lord the sacrifice of Abel. Let it be a sacrifice of young, unblemished flesh, the best of the flock, of a healthy and holy flesh, a sacrifice of hearts that have one love alone, you, my God. Let it be a sacrifice of minds that have been shaped through deep study and will surrender to your wisdom, of childlike souls who will think only of pleasing you. Lord, receive even now this sweet and fragrant sacrifice. For you, Lord, the best of my life, of my work, of my talents, of my possessions, even of those I might have had. For you, my God, everything you have given me in life totally, unconditionally, 
Teach me to deny you nothing, to offer you always the best that I have. We ask God that we may know how to give him the best we have in all situations and circumstances. Let us pray that there may be many sacrifices like those of Abel, the generous offerings of men and women who give themselves to God from their youth, and of hearts that at any age give what is asked of them, without haggling, without counting the cost. Receive, Lord, this loving, cheerful sacrifice. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers, and you'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Let's join the whole church in prayer again. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? When will I come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? Like the deer that yearns for running streams, so my soul is yearning for you, my God. My soul is thirsting for God, the God of my life. When can I enter and see the face of God? My tears have become my bread, by night, by day, as I hear it said all the day long, Where is your God? These things will I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would lead the rejoicing crowd into the house of God, amid cries of gladness and thanksgiving, the throng wild with joy. Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God. I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. 
My soul is cast down within me as I think of you, from the country of Jordan and Mount Hermon, from the hill of Mizar. Deep is calling on deep, in the roar of waters. Your torrents and all your waves swept over me. By day the Lord will send his loving kindness. By night I will sing to him, praise the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, Why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning, oppressed by the foe? With cries that pierce me to the heart, my enemies revile me, saying to me all the day long, Where is your God? Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God. I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, when your strength takes possession of us, we no longer say, Why are you cast down, my soul? So now that the surging waves of your indignation have passed over us, let us feel the healing calm of your forgiveness. Inspire us to yearn for you always, like the deer for running streams, until you satisfy every longing in heaven. When will I come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? Lord, show us the radiance of your mercy. Lord, show us the radiance of your mercy. Come to our aid, O God of the universe, and put all the nations in dread of you. Raise your hand against the heathen, that they may realize your power. As you have used us to show them your holiness, so now use them to show us your glory. Thus they will know, as we know, that there is no God but you. Give new signs and work new wonders. Show forth the splendor of your right hand and arm. Gather all the tribes of Jacob, that they may inherit the land as of old. Show mercy to the people called by your name, Israel, whom you named your firstborn. Take pity on your holy city, Jerusalem, your dwelling place. Fill Zion with your majesty, your temple with your glory. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it it was was in in the the beginning, beginning, is now. now. And and will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, show us the radiance of your mercy. The vaults of heaven ring with your praise, O Lord. The vaults of heaven ring with your praise, O Lord. The heavens proclaim the glory of God and the firmament shows forth the work of his hands. Day unto day takes up the story, and night unto night makes known the message. 
No speech, no word, no voice is heard, yet their span extends through all the earth, their words to the utmost bounds of the world. There he has placed a tent for the sun. It comes forth like a bridegroom coming from his tent, rejoices like a champion to run its course. At the end of the sky is the rising of the sun. To the furthest end of the sky is its course. There is nothing concealed from its burning heat. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. To enlighten the world, Father, you sent to us your word as the Son of Truth and justice shining upon mankind. Illumine our eyes that we may discern your glory in the many works of your hands. The The vaults of heaven heaven ring ring with with your praise, praise, O Lord. Lord. A reading from the book of Jeremiah. When I found your words, I devoured them. They became my joy and the happiness of my heart because I bore your name, O Lord God of hosts. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Sing Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give Give him the praise that is due. Sing a new song to the Lord. Give Give him the praise that is due. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Blessed be the Lord, for he has come to his people and set them free. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the Lord, for he has come to his people and set them free.
Let us pray. Our Savior has made us a nation of priests to offer acceptable sacrifice to the Father. Let us call upon Him in gratitude. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. Christ, eternal priest, you conferred the holy priesthood on your people. Grant that we may offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to the Father. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. In your goodness, pour out on us the fruits of your Spirit. Patience, kindness, and gentleness. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. May we love you and possess you, for you are love. And may every action of our lives praise you. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. May we seek those things which are beneficial to our brothers, without counting the cost. To help them on the way to salvation. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Almighty Father, you have brought us to the light of a new day. Keep us safe the whole day through from every sinful inclination. May all our thoughts, words, and actions aim at doing what is pleasing in your sight. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Thank you for your amazing support last week during the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Morning Air is coming up with John and Glenn in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the Relevant Radio app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.